Hey guys, how are we getting on? Welcome back to the JCC podcast for episode number 59. Hope we're all having a lovely, maybe Monday, maybe Tuesday, maybe Friday when you when you hear this. But whatever that you're doing, hopefully you're having an amazing week so far. So this might sound a little bit crisper. It might sound a little bit better, or you might not even notice the difference whatsoever. I'm actually recording in a podcast studio today for the first time ever, actually. Um, almost 60 podcasts in and never done one in the studio. Never done one outside of my office actually thinking of it now. Um, and what I've done actually, I've, I've recently started in a new co-working space at the moment, which is great. It's called the Commons in South Yarra for anyone who is in, in Melbourne who wants to give this a go. Um, I would heavily, heavily advise it. It's great from a social standpoint, but it also has you know, gives you free credits to use each week to book out meeting rooms or podcast studios. So I thought that there's no better, better time. I've actually been waiting to do this podcast in here because it's actually a really important one um, to do. It's really one that I speak with clients nearly every single day about definitely weekly. Um, and I thought this would be a really nice time to kind of dive into it overall. So in terms of this episode, this one is going to be around, I don't know the exact title of it. It's going to be something like how to manage post-diet blues, getting into eating in a surplus and how to be okay with a little bit of body fat accrual. The reason why I thought that now would be the best time and the reason why I'm speaking to so many clients about it now is because most of you guys listening, and most of my clients and most of my audience overall are all going to be from Ireland or from Europe particularly. And with summer finishing up, you know, summer is a time where we all want to be in, in good shape. You know, we want to be dieted down. We want to be, you know, presenting and revealing all of the hard work that we've put in across the year on a beach holiday or a pool holiday, whatever that it is. And that's a really important thing. It's a great milestone to, to, to shoot for. Personally, I've completely done it the wrong way around in that fact that I'm entering peak off-season right now and it is getting into October, it is in October, excuse me, getting into November, which is around that kind of November to, to February is kind of peak summer for us over here. So it won't be the prettiest of sights. Um, hopefully I can keep body composition tight with all the stuff that we're going to discuss today. But for you guys who have listened to this, the fact that you're finishing up dieting phases and the fact that now you're going to be transitioning into improvement phases after this, I thought this would be the best time to actually discuss all this kind of stuff. So I would say that this is the hardest part of your journey, okay? The diet is easy. Do you know, it's, do you know, consistent with our nutrition. It's training at the same times each day. It's getting our cardio done. It's just you're in this, this zone of consistency. You're just in the zone overall. There's no veering off. Do you know you have a big goal? The main thing is that you have an objective goal. If that's on the, you know, the 16th of August or September 4th or whatever that the day was, you're going away for a trip. Do you know, it's, you can't finish late. You can't finish early. You have to be ready for that given date, almost like it's a competition for you. And when that happens, then we've pushed all the way towards this goal. It then becomes really difficult because we kind of we lose lose track and we lose you know, objectivity with our, our goals and we lose the kind of the, the motivation and willpower to keep executing because it's very difficult to execute and be really, really consistent year round, but particularly in this phase overall. I actually put a, a post up um, on my Instagram a couple of weeks ago, uh, maybe even months ago at this, at this stage when I was dieting. The diet is the easy part. It's the diet after the diet that be can become really, really difficult. And what I'm trying to get at is the differences in these phases and these goals as well. So let's run through them quickly. 
The dieting phase is all about moving down in overall skewit. Okay, it's about waking up each morning, checking your abs and seeing, are you visually leaner? Is there a little bit more vascularity? Is there more detail? Can you see a little bit more, you know, striation across your quad or your bicep or whatever that it is? It's all moving down, 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 leaner, 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 dropping skewit all the time. We're also a little bit more tired. We're a little bit less, you know, less high on energy. Maybe the easiest way to just say is tired. We're a little bit depleted and you feel flat and you feel small. And when I say we're getting leaner, it probably means that when you're dieting, you're becoming a smaller vessel. You're becoming a smaller human. Do you know, at the end of the day, if you've gone from 80 kilos to 70 kilos, you're going to be a smaller size overall. That's one, you're losing a lot of body weight, but also two, you're going to be very depleted. When I say depleted, we have these stores called glycogen stores. I'm sure you guys have heard that before. And those are filled up from glucose, carbohydrates. And when you're dieting, one of the main sources that I like to take away from my clients is always going to be carbohydrates. Protein, I like to keep the same. Fats, I like to try and keep the same as much as we can from a hormonal standpoint and, and blood glucose and all these kind of things as well. So carbohydrates are usually the, the method that I like to try and consistently pull those down when we need to in a dieting phase. But that results in less glycogen. So you feel less, less full. You feel more depleted overall. And you feel small. Okay, and you get used to feeling small. Small equals good because depleted equals good because depleted equals you're getting leaner. So you, you almost have in your head that getting smaller, seeing scale drop and getting leaner and, and feeling like a smaller vessel is good. Okay, because that's what's making you achieve that goal for that holiday that you're going on in April and in August 16th or whatever the date is. Now, you do not only like a little bit of a, a change, but it's a complete U-turn in the goals, almost like you just hit a roadblock and you have to turn around straight away, okay? Now we move into a, a phase where the goal is for scale to be moving upwards, okay, in a positive trajectory. We're now being okay with feeling bigger and fuller and also adding more body fat to your frame, okay? Minute, but we need to be adding some body fat in this phase to be done naturally, we also have more energy. Do you know, we have more energy, we have better trained performance, all that kind of stuff as well. But then, like I said, we feel bigger, we feel fuller because we have more glycogen. You can have added zero, zero percent of body fat, but have gone up one kilo and scale it and feel much bigger because you've stored new glycogen. Okay, so it's always the case that when you come out of a diet, you're going to feel bigger and fuller comparatively to depleted and, and leaner and smaller. Okay, and these are just completely conflicting goals. And like I said, you're just shooting for this date, this this timeline, push, push, push towards the holiday, and then it's a complete U-turn. It's quite quite difficult to to manage psychologically as well. In this moment in time, then, when you find it difficult, I always like to ask one simple question. That's going to be what environment is the most productive to improve your physique. Is that a surplus or is it going to be a deficit? Okay, so just try to have that, have that kind of thought and have that question in your mind throughout the entirety of the podcast itself, okay? And the first things first, then, there's kind of five, five kind of tips we're going to run through today, or five, five points. First things first is going to be, what is the next goal, okay? You guys might actually you know, achieve this body composition for this holiday that you're going on, and then you go, that's it. That's my favorite physique. 
I wouldn't like to improve. I want to stay exactly the same forever. Then, do you know, then you have to think about is, the, is a really like a surplus productive for that goal? Maybe not. Maybe actually moving towards a maintenance period is probably more beneficial for you. But if the goal, and, and most people who's listened to this podcast, when you ask yourself at the end of your dining phase and say, are you happy with this exact same physique forever? Most people are going to say, no, I'd like to improve. I'd like to add a little more muscle to my, my glutes or my, my delts, my arms, my chest, wherever that it is. If that's the case, then the surplus and an improvement phase is going to be productive for that goal. So always think of needs must. You know, we need to be in a productive environment for growth. And if we want to add and improve our physique, we need to be in a surplus and improvement phase. But also remember then, again, another thing that I'd like to lean in towards, which is quite difficult to try and, you know, psychologically be okay with this in this phase, a little bit of body weight increase and a little bit of body fat increases month to month is going to result in a much, much better environment for performance, which is going to result in a much, much better environment for improving your physique. Okay? Remember that. Body weight increases and body fat stores being becoming slightly increased month to month is a much better environment for performance, which is a better environment for your physique overall. So remember, body weight and body fat is not bad. They are good. They are great to have on our side because they're going to produce the environment for improvement. But excessive gain isn't. Okay, we don't want excessive gain. We don't want to be adding lots of body fat to our physique. That is absolutely not the goal and shouldn't be the goal. Unless we're dangerously lean and we've done a competition, you know, we should try and strive for a little bit of a slower rate of gain from the front. And that will just simply have a much better effect on your body image and how you psychologically and subjectively experience your physique overall. So let's talk about, you know, let's talk about how much is too much. This is all going to be completely inter-individual, okay? But something I like to try and run through is give give clients and, and my team some, some figures that we want to try and be shooting towards, okay? And let's just talk about this as if it's just a normal you know, lifestyle transformation client, okay, which I know that a lot of you guys will be. The sweet spot for your you know, first couple of months or this whole improvement phase on average will be one to 2% of body weight gain per month. Okay. So let's say for instance, you're a 70 kilo individual. That's going to look at 0.7 kilos. Okay. Excuse me, uh, 0.7 kilos to 1.4 kilos per month. Okay. That's where we want to try and like, excuse me, I think I got my numbers wrong. One to 2% of body weight gain per month, not 0.1. One to 2% of body weight gain per month. For the 70 kilo individual, this is 0.7 to 1.4 kilos per month gain. Okay. There's some literature and research to say that the same amount of muscle will be grown at, let's say, gaining one kilo per, per month as it will be at, point, uh, at three kilos per month. The only difference in the two groups and even five kilos per month, the only difference in the groups, mus- muscularity, subject, or, um, statistically significant, they are identical, nearly identical, but the only difference is going to be total body fat levels is much higher in the, the higher gain group. So we want to try and look at that and say, okay, we know what the sweet spot is to maximally grow muscle tissue, but also minimize the amount of total body fat that we're putting on as well. So let's try and shoot for that 1% to 2% of total body weight gain per month. If you come out of a dieting phase and it's a little bit higher for week one, 
come back to my first point that I made, that you might actually just become fuller. You might have actually added some glycogen more so than actual total body weight and actual body fat. And, and excuse me, let me rephrase that. That you might have gained glycogen instead of all body fat and, and a little bit of muscle tissue as well. So if it goes up two kilos, two and a half kilos, that's okay. But it might settle down then the, mo- the month after. But you just need to try and keep recording this through your sheets and through your, your scales, etc. There's also a massive goal that we haven't even discussed health-wise, okay? From a cognitive function, hormonal health perspective, energy, mood, mindset, mental health, well-being, sleep, overall stress, all of these variables are drastically going to improve as you transition out of a dieting phase. Remember, being in a dieting phase, if your goal is to have good cognitive function, good hormonal health, energy, mood, mindset, sleep, and low stress, if your goal is for that, being in a dieting phase is is taking away from that overall. So adding food back in is only going to help these these variables going forward. So number two then is going to be to focus our attention in towards performance. Okay, so hopefully we have a good idea of kind of where we want to land, why body weight increases is going to be positive and for the environment for improvement. Now we say, you know, with all of this happening in the background, and let's say we are consistently hitting you know, one kilo to 1.4 kilos per month in our sweet spot, the main focus needs to be on performance, okay? There is, there is no way that by just having enough nutrition and, you know, having the right step count and the right sleep and the right recovery, you'll just gain lots of muscle tissue and improve your physique. There's no way. No one's ever done that. It all comes from one thing and one thing only, performance, okay? You can facilitate this via nutrition, recovery, hydration, etc. And you can facilitate the perfect rate of gain targets per month through nutrition and energy balance as a whole. But the number one tool that's going to gain muscle is training. So we need to drive nearly 90% of our attention in towards performance, almost 99.9%, because no one ever gained a great physique from having that level of you know, accuracy with our energy balance. They all gain that physique from improving their performance. So have a sit down, have the plan in place that's going to evaluate your physique, understand where you're the weakest in terms of body parts and where you need to try bring up, and then set yourself some performance goals. If that's a, an RDL to hit 100 kilos or a hack squat to have six plates on either side, if that's a, a bench press to hit 20 kilos for the first time, something that you've never done before. Okay, you need to be striving in this improvement phase to lift loads you've never done before. I like to call these scary weights. If Damien's listened to this, he one of my clients loves that phrase. When he's sitting on a on an incline press and he puts these dumbbells on his lap, his heart rate goes through the roof because it, it's scary to think, how am I even going to do this? That's the kind of level of kind of you know intensity that I want you trying to bring in it, bring into your sessions. Nine times out of ten, he gets it, you know, for six, seven, eight reps or so, and he does it really, really well. Sometimes he might miss, but then that's feedback then to say next week, okay, let's let's make a clever decision with load, etc. But we need to be striving to do more than we've ever done before. The next point, and something I probably say on a week-to-week basis as well, particularly in this this month, is going to be number three is going to be the dialogue that we use to talk to ourselves with. Okay. I often see in a in our check-ins, I'll usually ask clients like, how do they think their subjective experience and their physique has been like this week? What are their visual changes that, that they can see? How do they feel in the morning? How do they feel post-workout? How do they feel in clothes, etc.? And sometimes when we get into this phase, 
I hear the phrase, I feel fat. I feel softer. I'm losing, you know, my oblique detail. My abs are getting washed out. I don't see as much vascularity. I feel like, you know, I feel pudgy, etc. That is just all negative self-talk in my opinion, okay? Now, there is a time where if we're looking after, and again, we're going to discuss this on, on a kind of a objective view. If you're gaining, you know, two kilos, three kilos, three and a half kilos per month, then maybe this is the kind of dialogue that we need to be using to say, okay, let's let's pull ourselves back here a little bit. Let's slow it down. Let's drop food. Let's increase expenditure a little bit. Let's slow down everything, okay? If you're in that rate of gain, that 0.7 to 1.4 kilos per month for the 70 kilo individual, this is inevitably going to happen. You're just telling yourself things that you know have to happen. Yes, you're going to lose some ab detail. Yes, you're going to you know, maybe see the obliques a little bit less. Yes, you might not see as much detail. Yes, you might feel a little bit softer. But this is a necessity for, for improvement. We just discussed earlier that going up in body weight and a little bit of body fat accrual is necessary for improving our physique. It's necessary for the environment for improving our physique. So the, the feedback I would like, and I always ask these clients to, to give me and to give themselves, and for you guys to give yourself, I feel bigger. I feel fuller. I feel stronger. Post-workouts, I feel absolutely insane. Vascularity, my sleeves feel like they're bursting. My leggings feel like they're going to tear off because my glute pump is so amazing. That's where we need to be leaning in towards, Okay. That's the dialogue you should be talking to. That's a much more healthy dialogue to be talking to yourself in. Rather than, Josh, you look fat, you look soft, you look like a bag of milk. You know, that's, that's negative. And that's an, a poor you know, in, you know, internal dialogue to be having for yourself. Okay. Number four, do not demonize overeating. Okay? Albeit that sometimes we, you know, we're, we're conscious of going up scale weight a little bit too high. Okay, or too quickly, but even still, sometimes that leads to overconsumption. And then when we overconsume, what happens then is that we we underconsume, and we have this flip flop of weekends we have four thousand calories, weekdays we have fifteen hundred calories, and we're just flip flopping between the two. Where we want to try and break that mold. This is a, a difficult time from a hunger signaling standpoint. Which, if you've listened to my, um, I would advise all of you guys to listen to actually my um, podcast on how to ten tips to manage the reverse diet. Very very important podcast. When hunger signaling is so high, these kind of things can can often happen. If they do happen, you overconsume by five hundred calories. So what? Let's just get back to plan the next day. That's what I'll always tell my guys and girls because you starving yourself then for the next week is putting your body back into a deficit and you're teaching yourself that the binge restrict cycle is okay and this is not okay. We want to break this kind of mold. I'd also ask the question, when you're dieting or when you're going back into a diet for 1,500 calories Monday to Friday, how's your performance? How is your training? How is your progression? Probably in the bin. You've probably regressed across the week. And what's our number one goal for this phase? Performance and being in a, a productive environment for improvement. Okay, so always revert it back to those points. Adherence is number one, trying to set a baseline for you to consistently hit. No flip-flopping between improvement to diet, no binging and then re- and restricting. If you do go over, so what? Let's just get back to plan then the next day. Maybe have a conversation with the coach and say maybe adherence isn't actually, if you were dieting on 800 calories and, and you're only at 2,000 calories now, maybe that's just unadherable for you. Maybe we need to increase your overall total calories and maybe your your average of calories then might be less for the week because there's no binge at the weekend. 
The last point I'll discuss is going to be having support and a second eye. Okay, the the podcast that I've I, I think has the most views on my page or on my podcast is going to be, I think it's episode 13, The Psychological Barriers to an Improvement Phase. A lot of the stuff that we're touching on today, but I, I think I, that was maybe two years ago when I did this. So I wanted to kind of give my updated version on this. And I talked a lot about, you know, my struggles with, you know, second guessing myself, going into a surplus, doing it for maybe eight weeks, gaining too much body weight too quickly, mini cut for eight weeks. Eight weeks up, eight weeks down, eight weeks up, eight weeks down, four weeks up, four weeks down, and just flip-flopping between the two. And you will see that if you really look back in my Instagram from maybe 2017 to 2021, there is zero progress. I'm talking nothing. Maybe even I regressed because I used to just do this all the time. And what what is the case here is, is that I'm not spending enough time in a surplus and a productive environment for growth. So always remember that, you know, and the only reason I was able to break this cycle is because I got my own coach, because I got AJ, someone being able to give me you know, objective, objective markers, someone being able to steer the ship, someone kind of removing any emotional decision making that I would always make because I was so attached to being lean. But I have to ask myself, would I be exactly the same physique if I just continued doing the same thing? Yes. If nothing changes, nothing's going to change, guys. If you're doing the same thing month in, month out, or year in, year out, and hoping for a different result, it's, I'm going to tell you, honestly, it's never going to happen. So find yourself someone who's going to support you. If you've never run an improvement phase before, I would heavily, and a structured one that lasts six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, fourteen months or so, if you've never done that, try and not do that alone. Try and have someone that's going to guide you, support you, and bring you through that phase so you learn all about it so that down the line you can do it by yourself. But without the knowledge, understanding, and, and kind of systems and framework to achieve it and to, to execute it, I was a coach myself. And for those four years between 2017 and 2021, I never did it. I never, ever, ever did it until I got a coach and until I got help, okay? I've been there. Do not make my, my mistake, Okay. The final note I want to make is don't be scared of this face, okay? I want you to finish off by one key phrase as well. You have earned this face, okay? You've earned it. Not many people on planet Earth can get into a surplus. They can't get lean enough to enter surplus. This is why most people diet for their whole lives. That's just crazy in my opinion. I think that if people were to be more productive in their diet and more aggressive and more effective in their diets, they wouldn't have to diet year-round. You have earned the right to not diet. How cool is that? You've earned the right to be in this improvement phase. You're doing what most of the population right now is not doing. So don't be scared of it. You've earned it, okay? This, uh, the first one you do is the scariest one. Okay, I was trying to read my own, my own uh, writing here. The first improvement phase that you do is the scariest one. It was the scariest one that I did because I was always second guess. God, what is AJ doing here? Why is he moving food up higher? Am I getting too fat? Should I diet now? Are we pushing to all these kind of questions? Okay, and that's why having someone with an objective view that is unbiased towards you and your physique that only has your best interests at heart is the key. Each one that you do after this improvement phase-wise is going to become better and better and better. Do not strive for perfection, your first one. You're going to make 
you're going to make um, mistakes. You're going to, you know, learn, but you must learn from these. Each one that you do, you're going to get better and better and better. Finally, guys, a quick note that I would love if you guys kept sharing this podcast. I really appreciate anyone who does so as it helps me help more people. And then finally as well is that we have coaching spots available for anyone who's looking to take action in October all the way through November and December right before Christmas. This is often a really busy time for me because people do not like entering Christmas in a worse place. They don't like going into Christmas in a bad place and making it even worse through the festivities and things like this and coming into January, excuse me, in a worse place than when they entered December. So get ahead of the curve, you know, get a coach, get a transformation journey going, diet all the way through to maybe the 14th to 19th of December, which all my guys and girls are going to do. Diet break for two weeks and then back into back into a dieting phase come come January to really push the physique on. If any of you guys are interested, hit the link in the description, book in a free call myself. I'm looking forward to touching base with all of you guys. Other than that, I'll see you for episode number 60. 60 guys, we're making making tracks here. All the way to 100, I think, in the next little while. And uh, yeah, other than that, have a great day and looking forward to the next one.